Alright, everyone, welcome back. Thank you for enduring two episodes within a week. Thank you for enjoying. Enjoying. Immensely enjoying. We endured. Oh, okay. I will have you know that today when I got fucking work with Billy, my faithful dog companion was so into that episode that she ripped up the slip. I threw the show notes away because obviously to us they're nothing. We, we always love you. I, All we do is talk about you guys. I, I, yeah, it's a good point. She went in and she ripped out the notes. I caught it with her little readers on when I got home. She was, she was scouring them. She really Oh, you think that's what she was doing? Yeah. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I want to thank you for the way you my dog. You were the actual dog. Now you were the actual dog. You don't want to A rescue dog. Re- People who say rescue dogs annoy me, so I don't like saying that. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm a hero. <laughs> you don't I'm, like. You don't like the first part. You don't like the first part. You like the second part where you're the hero. Well, blood of heroes. So uh, the, 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 we're getting into uh, a genre that the hero, the co-hero of this show, yourself, really. You thrive on this genre. Yeah, I just I believe this is where we're headed. So I'm kind of I always like to prepare. <laughs> they never really go into like what, and I like that they don't go into yeah, what yeah. the apocalypse was. Was it a nuclear war? Was it a famine? A worldwide drought? Yeah. Was it just nothing at all? It's just that's how people live in Australia. I don't know. S- sometimes I mean, they'll allude to it. They'll give you like and then the bomb. Or some, you know, a, a little. I don't know if they did it for this movie. I don't think yeah, they did. But sometimes they will say something. Well, they like, forgot about everything from the 20th century, as we learned in the little uh, crawl. Not a crawl, but it was a little uh, paragraph in the beginning of the uh, movie. Yeah, and I completely accept that because once you've been living like that for a hundred years, I bet people s- stop giving a fuck about how it happened. And people completely... can't even remember what happened ten years ago. Now when we yeah. have access to the internet, so yes, I could totally believe people will forget about all of this in a hundred years. Yeah, I mean, there's there's Holocaust deniers, so... Yeah, well, I think <laughs> they got a little more going on okay. than just... But, okay, okay. Yeah, they got an agenda, I would say. That seems appropriate. Yeah. But for post-apocalyptic movies, since this is your wheelhouse, yeah, how do you them. think this? How do you think this fares? I mean, you got a strong kind of quiet hero, right? Right. I love that. You know that. Yeah. Um, no, it does a good job. I, it does a good job world building. You know, and uh, it really teases you with a lot of stuff. There's so many things. That's what I like. I yeah. like a movie that lets you think about exactly. Shit. It lets you ask questions, and right. you're not. Of course, you're not going to get answers. No message. Now you would. Now no. they would like waste an hour telling you everything that happened. And that's, ugh, that's what I don't like. That's what I don't want. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't. This movie couldn't be made now. A nice tight ninety minute movie like this. It would be three. It would be three movies. Three and hours. We should probably just go ahead and say, as you already said, the ninety minute mark. It did get shortened when it came to America. Yes. So like, you guys uh, in the overseas are listening. You might be like, why are they talking about this? We watch the American version, yeah. so we there's stuff that we don't know about. Um, so they get the wasteland very appropriate, yeah. I would say. Um, I don't. Who knew ap- that Australia is the perfect movie just to film wasteland movies? <laughs> because this was filmed in Australia. Hey, I mean, if you are like, 
It's like well, like was it like eighty percent of Australia is uninhabitable, right? Unless they're an Aborigine, they know how to live in there. But I think so. That's that. You everyone lives on the coast. As okay. an American, that figure sounds perfect. <laughs> I always, I always thought everyone like all the white people, he's lived on the coast of Australia. Nobody lived really on the inside. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't say for sure, but I Australian think Australian guy, let us know. But yeah, that. I was gonna say, I think we have a fan that <laughs> might be able to help us out with the, uh, those habitable zone facts, but. The beside, I like. I love the distance between everything. I love just like wandering through deserts. I love the the fucking like they've got the beautiful. Uh, what was that an armoire the guys carrying? Yeah, so around? I was I was thinking the same thing. Is that an armoire? I guess it is. It we is both got, think it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's got a vintage antique armoire, pure wood. I'm surprised that original shit finish. Yeah, which if I, you want that you watch Antique Roadshow, you want the original finish. You want the original finish. Yeah. There's so many awesome little details that today, going back, finding out about this movie for the first time, you said you watched it. I saw in this the movie in the theaters. Yeah, I'm a Rucker Howard fan. Of course, we're doing this in honor of the passing of Rucker Howard. Well, you know what? I got to say something about Rucker Howard. Oh. I don't think he got his due. I think he deserved a bigger career than he had. I don't know what it was. Maybe he had like a drinking problem. Maybe he was difficult on set. But he should have been a bigger star than he was. He's actually a really good actor. Unfortunately, I didn't look up anything. Like, well, you've seen Blade Runner, haven't you? Oh, no, I, I've yeah, seen he, Blade he's Runner. He's great in that. Oh, yeah. He's, but that's the thing. It's like we can talk about the few movies we know he's in, and we're like, yeah, he was good in that. What happened? I didn't really look up anything in his past. I, I'm not I'm going to say this. This might shock a lot of people listening. I did not like Hobo with a shotgun. I thought it was trying too hard. Oh, no. I think that's very appropriate for this show to to make people come to the realization that movie was a try hard. Yeah. Because I, I did know. Their heart about, was in the right place. But. Yeah. But I don't know. This is kind of why I think we're never going to have – Anything that fits in anymore. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, even the shit that goes to Netflix is try hard at this point. Well, I think, and we've pointed this out in the past, if you get a non-American, like someone who did not grow up in America, and say, because so many greats, like Menachem Golan, yeah. like uh, Amir Shirvan, who did Samurai Cop, those guys, like, you have to... You can't. That's the problem we were talking about, is everything's so self-aware, so you can't be aware of what... Yeah. You know, it is. I think yeah. you can make one, but no, I don't think America. I don't think we can make one if we try. I think just... sci-fi could have a good age coming up just because people think they know technology, and I think that'll allow them to think they can plot out a sci-fi story. So there might be a, a good sci-fi era coming up, but outside of that, I don't, I don't know what's say. I think we're sh- we're shit out of luck on action. I, I think we that's why we're here because we're, we're talking about the golden era of action. Yeah. I don't think it gets better than what we talk about. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna keep getting buddy cops and fucking Fast and the Furious movies, which you know I, I've heard people at least enjoy the Fast and Furious movies. They're you're not, not gonna me. get any real stunts anymore because one, they're too dangerous, yeah. and two, they cost a lot of money to. I, that's, that's what I don't get. You notice how. Every movie comes out now is like costs like three hundred million. I thought the whole point of CGI was to make movies cheaper. Yeah, and somehow they keep getting more and more expensive. Instead of paying like the stunt people to do the stunts, now we're just paying people the computer. You know, yeah, or like or like paying people to build sets. You know, you know, Murray. This brings me to a great point. I'm sorry, Rocker. We're getting a little further away from you here, but I'm talking about practical effects. We wanted to bring this up. It's very appropriate for this episode. Let's do this and let's get to the trailer. Uh, George Miller 
apparently came out and said, yeah, no, two two more uh, Mad Max movies are pretty much rearing to go here. Rearing to go? Yeah. Like he's, what, do you know what was causing them to not pull the trigger? I mean, Supposedly there was like a licensing issue that was holding okay. it back. There's always shit with like licensing with Mad Max movies. I know he does not own Mad Max, the movie, the first one, uh-huh. but he owns Thunderdome and Road Warrior. And the only reason he owns them because he agreed to, I think, do Happy Feet. He did, it was one of those, like, I'm not even joking. Like it was like one of those like kid movies that, that no, he that, made. I don't and think he got any, the rights back. I don't think anybody who knows anything about Hollywood would think that's a joke. They would know that's straight up. Like, oh yeah, that and it kind of pisses me off because he's doing nothing with like. If there was a movie that I would watch ten hours of like behind the scenes shit on a DVD, it would be Road Warrior, and he's done nothing. It's the most bare bones version. That's well, all they, you can get. He gives you shit to like ask questions about. Right. They don't. Over t- like my my main complaint about Fury Road is just like I think they went too big with the Morton Joe's whole fortress and everything. That seems a little too much. Yeah, it was. I I agree with you. I hope if if what you say is true that they actually scale the budget back. Yes, because it was a little too flashy for my taste. I liked the movie. Oh no, it was it was cool, but it was a little too flashy and slick looking. Like, like I like what I'm talking about is mainly just like his city that he had. It was way too uh, grandiose for. Yeah, it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings type city. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like no, this is supposed to be like a way. So if they keep doing them, I'm wondering if they try to peel that back and like, you know, or not peel that back, but kind of reverse that and go back to more wasteland. Right. Or if they, if he goes, because I believe Amor and Joe was in contact with like two other big cities. Yes, there was a gas so, town and a bullet town. So I wonder if it's going to be him going to, you just said it there, the trio, gas town and bullet town. But I'm I'm interested because at least George... I think puts things in a good, you know, he does. Well, I'm stuff. all in one. If we get Max being the central character, of them, that, that was the one gripe I had. Like, I, I like the Furiosa character, but I go to a Mad Max movie to see Mad Max. Yeah. So I'd like to see Tom Hardy come back. Oh, Tom Hardy was so good in the role. And I, uh, I, I want to see, well, I don't know what they're going to do because he got destroyed. It always gets destroyed. And I want to see the Interceptor. I, I kind of I was thinking about that, and it always pisses me off. The interceptor always gets trashed, but it makes sense because a car like that would not last off. That's not an off road vehicle. Yeah, exactly. So they probably can't do a lot of shit with it. But still, I want to see. I don't know. I want to see some interceptor shit. Like find some place where there's a fucking road. Yeah. But yeah, so hey, I'm on board if they do that. But I don't know because Miller's like in his seventies now, and, and, and this seems like the kind of movies that takes a lot out of you to make. So. I hope it happens. I have a feeling if it does, he's going to be more of a producer role, and he might like have another guy direct, like some young up and coming guy. Hopefully, not a Fast and Furious director, but that's what I'm. I, I think Lynch is in the same age, and he just did 18 plus hours, and he's obsessed with sound of Twin Peaks. Well, that's a little so, more sedate than what we're talking about with Road, Road Warrior. Is like balls to the wall action. I mean, there was hardly any I mean, action George in the Mil- hours of Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's fine. But George Miller's not getting into action. You're just talking about directing. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I think it would be. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, right. I don't. I hope he does it. I'm rooting for it. I'm I want more Mad Max movies. I guess I was just trying to like maybe give you you know some kind of hope. Hope. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I don't know because George Miller is kind of like Tarantino, where he talks about he wants to do a lot of shit and they never get made. So cause he huh. was gonna do the Justice League movie, like probably like ten, fifteen years ago, and yeah. then that that crashed. That's probably so, for the better. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I heard, yeah, probably. Is. <laughs> then again, the Justice League movie was pretty awful too. Yeah. So except for that Zack Snyder cut. Oh boy. No, we don't need to see that. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Well, you know what we knew, do need to see, Griff? We need to see the trailer for this movie. We need to get into it. We need to hear that beautiful so, audio. So let's cut to, if you're in America, Blood of Heroes. And if you're from the rest of the world, salute to the Jugger. Let's hear it. From the author of Blade Runner and Lady Hawk. Jugger's coming! Juggers! Juggers! Juggers coming! They're coming! They're coming! In a future ravaged by war, all eyes are on Juggers. Outcast champions playing a game of survival. Punish him! Punish him! This is the story of Kidda, who has heard tales of a world far better than the one fate has given her. Is there really such a thing as soap? She will do anything. I got speed. I can run. I'll quick for you. She will risk everything to be one of the judges. It is the story of Sallow, banished from a place of honor in the underground Red City because of a woman. I like the blood of heroes. Now, this woman will lead him back. We could play a team from the League. And theirs will be a journey through a gauntlet of time and trial. Get her loose! To that fabled city, where Sallow will challenge the jugger who took his title. He could lose that other eye easily enough. Where Kidda will discover that the world of her dreams is no dream at all. I don't want the attention of the League. But I do. Rutger Hauer. It must be soft. Skin with no scars. I like scars. And Joan Chen of The Last Emperor. Make something to challenge! One hundred Three The salute of the Jugger. I wanted to win. It's not over. People no longer remember the golden age of the 20th century. They, don't, they didn't remember the miraculous technology or the cruel wars that followed. They didn't remember when Chuggers first played the game or how it came to be played with a dog skull. Oh, man. So this is like basically the only backstory we're going to get for our timeline here. Isn't is this the third movie in a row where the thing is called the game? <laughs> like, yeah, King of the Kickboxer was the, the game. game, and then Jim Cotta was the game. The game. Yeah, come, we've on, got... come up with a name for the game. You know, and uh, when I watched it, and I was sending you the notes, I was like, "We got to come up a name for this game." And apparently, the name is just Jugger. Makes sense to me. Uh, it's a legit thing that people play today. Let's look at these countries or regions that it's apparently uh, prevalent in. Germany, Australia, Ireland, do they use, the U.S. Do they use a dog skull? 
They use something skull-like. Okay. So they've substituted. It's considered a ball sport. Okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, Poland, Spain, Canada, Sweden, Latvia, Lithuania. Yeah, I got like a weekend jugger league I go to. Czech Republic, Colombia, Argentina. Everybody's playing this game. It's sweeping the nation. It's funny how we can't get anyone to get into soccer in America, but people love jugger in America. Dude, I I don't know why I was surprised. The by men's this. version, they don't like they, they don't like W jugger. You see, here's the thing: when I'm at the tennis courts playing a couple volleys here and there, you know, I'm I'm a tennis all star. I've got a couple gold medals in my pocket, and that's not bullshit. I got gold medals to prove it. Wow. I got, I can back it up. How very humble of you. Uh, but you know, when I look out in the distance and laugh at the nerds who aren't good at tennis. Um, wow, you're like a I, regular John McEnroe. I am a McEnroe, you know? Yeah. I fucking... I, I bring watermelons with me, and I smash them when I uh, get angry. And uh, I I've, I combine, like, John the McEnroe with... Gallagher. Uh, with, yeah, Gallagher-o. with the Gallagher. It, it, it worked for me. That's how I won my gold medals, man. It's all the mental game. It is the mental so, game. So when I would look off in the distance, I'd see these kids playing this game. There was, like... Five to six of them on the field, I believe it was. You have a quick who, like, was the only person who could handle the skull. I would. They're like the running back. Yeah. If you're you're American football, they're technically the the only person who can score on the field. The only person who can touch the skull. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have three guards, and that could even be. No, it was legit just three guards. Two and two. I thought there was like two whips. No, one whip. One whip? It was one whip for sure. Okay, and then, Gar the, was and then the, the other one was slashers. And then there was, was the slasher, and then there was like the two Q-tip fighters. Yeah, those, those were slashers. D- okay, or well, they might be griffers. No, I remember them saying... The, uh, no. Me. Yeah, I, they, they might be the griffers. The gladiator guys with the Q-tips, I believe, might have been the griffers. And then I called Gar the whipper. Because yeah. he had the fucking chain whip. And then you had uh, I just remember Sa- there was someone... Salo, who I'm going to call Swallow 40 times in this episode. He was the slasher. Okay. Because Gonzo at the end tells him, get get their slasher. And he's like, who? And he's like, Salo, their slasher. Get them. You know, I want them okay. out. So that... But basically, this game, you have the quick. They're trying to take the skull. They're fighting the hey, other You know quick. what it was similar to? The XFL. Because they put the skull in the middle of the field, and then the quicks have to run toward it and it's fight over It's the last good idea it. Vince McMahon ever the had. The only good idea. Well, I mean, he stole the idea, but yeah. it was the only thing he brought to the big stage. Yeah. And try, so you, yeah. Put the, uh, you put the skull in the middle of the field, and then the two quicks run toward it. Because, well, we also left out a very important thing. I love the timing of it. It's, oh, my God. It's, it's the best. It's just the time that an old man can throw 100 stones at a piece of metal like a gong. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, the there's three. Fit. There's three court. There's three periods, like a, like a hockey yep, game. Yep. And it's three a hundred stone throw. And periods. you know, you know the uh, the supposed period in between each stone throw. No. It used to be one point five seconds. Now it's two point five seconds. Oh, okay. I thought it was just whatever the decrepit <laughs> old know, man. That's what throw. I thought too. This game so great. So, anyways, let's get into the opening of this movie. Kind of got a little bit of an idea. Quicks place the skull on the stake. They fight through various yeah. defenders. It's like basically like football. You have to get past the line yeah. in order to score on the stick. Yeah, there's no turnover on downs, though, so it's like you basically have to. Well, it's a blood sport. It, I mean, it's, like, gotta... it's like a fumble, but all the time. You know, yeah. you got to recover the ball, and it just never stops. And elbowing, very 
yeah, on the there table. Was some, some vicious ass MMA style elbow. There one. really is. So we open up. We got this kid running through a field. It's like a sandy field, but it's also a cornfield. Yeah. Yeah, so we see Joan Chen, who we might remember from Twin Peaks. That's why I remember. First season. I think she might have lasted a season and a half, but then she just disappears. Yeah, she was like, I guess, a big actress in China, and then she moved over here, and she was in a lot of shit in the late 80s, and then after Twin Peaks, she kind of just disappeared. That's too bad. I really liked her in Twin Peaks, and I liked her in this. I liked her in this a lot. There's a lot of, like... Early up and coming actors that are big stars now. Yeah, and this movie—I forgot we're even in it. But yeah, Joan Chen. So we get a cut of her. She's well cutting some of that, uh, harvesting some of that possible corn. I don't know. It yeah. looked dead as fuck. Yeah. Well, it's a wasteland. It is know? a wasteland. Just... And this kid is just shouting that the juggers are coming. Juggers are coming. Juggers, juggers are, are coming. coming. And, uh, and we see these people walking in through like the, off the horizon. They've got they're just decked out in all of your typical like wasteland affair. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. They're just piled in layers. They got shit attached to them all over the place. They got the Q tips, the, the slashers. I guess and that's the what they, all their like gear. He was basically that guy. Gandhi was his character's name. He's Coach Cutman slash. They didn't uh, even pronounce it Gandhi though. That's the weird part. slash equipment guy. Yeah. So he had like three jobs. He he was every. Thing. He was four because he was cheerleader too. Yeah, he, he was coach. Yeah, he was coach, cut man, equipment manager, cheerleader. Yeah, he's so good. And then he even takes on a fifth role later that we'll get yes. into. Um, so they run through town and the juggers are coming. So now we just get while we're watching our credits, the two teams gearing up and they're just attaching and wasteland. So it's rubber, it's like tires that they cut into yeah, helmets. Whatever you can use. Uh, it's like strong reeds and shit that they have rope bound to that they're tying to their wrists and their ankles and shit. It's gnarly as fuck, and it's awesome. And then, of course, we have... Uh, I'm sorry, before we even get into the match, we have the council who's like opening the big bag of skulls, and there's right. a kid who's like, they've got flies, Big flies. That was a detail I didn't notice until the second watch. I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to say, like, they've got a lot of skulls, and they're good skulls. Yeah, because, I mean, what basically happens is every team has their own skull, and if you beat a team, you get their skull. So that's basically the premise of it. And the it, more skulls you have, obviously, the uh, better yeah, you Yeah, the better team you're supposedly are. So when a team with a lot of skulls and big flies comes through, you know, you know there's about to be a good match. So... Whole town comes out. So this out. is like basically in baseball terms. This is the minor leagues, though. Like this is, you got to work your way up. True. This this is the the, the dream minor is to circuit. go to was it Red City? That's yeah. the dream. That's the big leagues. There, it's one of the nine main cities. Yeah. And so you have all these other towns that they call dog towns, and it's because they well, they eat dog they eat dog. Uh, so arrive at the first dog town. Play the they're, they're starting the first match. We're getting all the sweet glimpses of the man setting up the three piles of 100 stone. He's got his little tin gong out. Everyone's, He's excited because this is the big greatest thing he does every whenever, yeah. whenever a uh, team comes to town. And it, it's like an honor-bound challenge. It's like when someone challenges you, you're like, well, we got we to gotta play him. Right. So game's about to start, you know. Throws the first stone, and we get the two quicks so they're like the centers of basketball kind of going for a tip off and they just smash into each other and yeah, we uh, got our man i'm gonna call our team the juggernauts because i have no name for them but the juggernauts have their man dog I like boy it. Juggernauts dog is good. boy 
Dog boy. And I don't know who the other team. Who cares? I don't know who that. They, I don't think they ever mentioned the names of the other team. They did. I can't remember them. And so they're going at it. They're struggling. But I think Dog Boy gets the gets the skull. Oh, the other. Yeah. So, yeah, Dog Boy ends up with a skull. And he's trying to gain some ground. He's expecting Gar, our whipper. Played to, by Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was him. No. I thought he was at the end of the movie. You don't know who he is. He was Kingpin and the Netflix Daredevil. And he was in Full Metal Jacket and a lot of stuff. So... They're expecting the Whipper, who just kind of like... He's like a defenseman, basically. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's kind of like a defenseman. He stands over the post, but then when the uh, the Quick has the skull, they kind of expect him to come out a little bit, because he's got this whip chain. It's like probably six, seven, eight feet long, yeah. and he's whipping it over his head like a like helicopter. Shit, like attached to the end of it. Yeah, it's, it's gnarly as fuck. Um and so they kind of expect him to, like, start a helicopter kind of thing and the quick to kind of run underneath it and him to walk him through. Right. But uh, Gar is being a bitch in this round. Well, he's kind of like a rookie. He's a young up-and-comer. Because yeah. this is like our team, the Juggernauts. They're like veterans and then this new rookie guy. Maybe they lost their original whip. So Maybe. They, like, brought him up from the, you know, minors. And uh, maybe he came onto the team the very same way that Kitty eventually. Will. I'm guessing it did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this was his first game. We don't know. Yeah, but yeah, he's kind of not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's kind of like he's got nerves. It's his first. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe it's the first big game. Yeah. So he ends up like fumbling. Like he he kind of like falls over. He trips. He's saying he's like dropping his whip and shit. And our dog boy, our boy dog boy, he gets fucking. Pummeled, he gets hit hard, and when you get taken down, like if the uh, the gladiators, as I like to call them, if they see you down, they'll like fucking pummel you with their Q tips. Like it, it's yeah. vicious. It's as like fuck. the pugil sticks from American Gladiators, yes. but with like fucked up shit on the end instead of padding. Yeah, and so Q tip gets hammered, and uh, our 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 main guy here, Solo. God, I have to try so hard to say that and not swallow. Salo is just like, Gar, fucking protect him. And uh, uh, Mabulu? Mabulu. He's he's fucking throwing it out, too. He's like, get cover him. Defend him. Finally, 100 stones go by. They defended off the stake long enough. So we get, like, our intermission. And we have to go in the second period. Everyone's like... I thought the dog towns were supposed to be easy. You know, what's happening here? And so yeah. Salo's got to kind of pull them all back together. Because right, he's like the uh, he's like uh, Kevin Castor from Bull Durham. He's like the guy has been there, seen it all. He's been to the big You're leagues. You're right. He is Kevin Costner from Bull Durham. He has been – he had his helmet knocked off in the first round. And people see he's got this – like it looks like a calf. Straight out of gore. <laughs> and so they're like, this man's fucked. All right. This guy, who owns this guy? This guy fucks. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's seen it. And the talk of the town is just like, that guy's got a, he's got a leak calf. He's got, he's got, the, he's right there. He's got it. He's good. He's got to be good. And so you see Salo handing out the advice. He's telling Gore what happened. What you're supposed to whip Gar, them in? I, the, you got Gore on the brain. I got Gore. Uh, you're right, <laughs> Gar. Well, the name's a little convenient, isn't it? Yes. 
Uh, so he's like, you got to you gotta whip him, man. You can't be a he's bitch. He's like, stick and move, stick and move. Stick and move. And he goes over to poor old dog boy, and he's like, I can't. My leg is fuck. Like, you see his bones sticking out of his right, leg. Because he got whipped the fuck with that chain. Yeah. He got whipped. He was getting his ribs kicked in. It was, it was a massacre. This movie is a bloody violent, and it's awesome. Dog and, Boy, you know what you remind me? He looked like Flea from Chili Peppers. I, I heard, I saw Flea, and I heard uh, Milton from Office Space. I was, I was going through a lot of different <laughs> things when I was watching this movie. Um, so, Dog Boy, Swallow, Swallow is just like, give me 26 stones. I like that. 26, not like. Well, Thirty. That's, that's an 26. important number later on. It is learn. an important. Good yeah. call. That's a. Four, I would say forty-three. That's a. That's foreshadow. Um. So he's like, "Give me twenty-six stones. We'll get you. We'll get you in there. That's all we need." And he's like, "Well, all right." All right. And we see the um the home team because the dug- juggernauts are technically the away team. The home team is switching out their quick. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to their I think their he quick. got taken out, I think. He just uh, got swapped out for whatever reason? or I think he got fucked up. He couldn't compete. Okay. So, Kidda, played by Joan Chen, she's like the relief pitcher, kind of, in a way. The relief quick. Yeah. Comes in, and, you know, she's hungry. She wants it. Oh, man, she is fucking craving this victory. Well, she wants to leave this dead-end town, dog town she's living in. Yeah. She knows this is the way to do this. Especially when she sees that uh, Solo is... Got that Lee calf on him. She's yeah. like, "Yeah, I need to. I need to show my goods to this guy, right. and I think I'll be able to hitch onto their bandwagon." So the match is getting ready. She's looking at Dog Boy's leg, and they're waiting for that first stone. And she's just like, "Hey, how's your leg?" And I thought she was trying to be cool, like she was a very humble, like the Kelvin Johnson. Like, I don't need a trash talk. I'm better than you. Right? No. She is getting in this guy's head. He's just like, don't worry about it, bitch. She's like, oh, good, because I'm going to fucking tear your leg off. I'm going to pile drive you into the earth's mantle. Elbow you into the, the cosmos. What well, she does. She gives him a thunderous fucking elbow, forearm shiver. Oh, and then she like twists his ankle. She's she gets in. She gets him into a sharpshooter. No, it was that I don't know what it's called, but the move that Ken Shamrock used. Figure to do. four lock. No, no, no. Aww. It was uh, I forget what scorpion. It's... No, <laughs> I know what. No, those are a lot more complex. This is just an ankle. This is a, uh, it's, it's a no. Leg... They called it an ankle lock. Yeah, it's that's leg... what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah where right. she just takes up the ankle and turns it like a ninety degree. Ugh. Yeah, it's graphic. And then did she get like taken out by Silo, one of them? So she gets the ball and she starts to make her run, but her team sucks. I mean, she's playing with scraps, you know, she's playing with nobody. Scrubs. And yeah. she's uh, because she's playing with scrubs, her view of the game is kind of at a scrubby level, even though she's talented. She's like Barry Sanders. Her, her ability is she's elusive. Like Barry Sanders. He was on a power back that went right through the line. He would, like, fucking oh, yeah. matrix shit, you know, like, like he just wouldn't get hit. Oh, yeah. And that's what her, she's like. He, he yeah. So she uh, ends up getting caught off guard, gets the chain to the face from Gore, Gar. So for the first time, like, after Salos, too many words in this movie that are too <laughs> close to other words. Salo pep talk really helped out Gar. 
because he sees her trying to make a break and he fucking hits her in the face with that chain and she just she like you see the back of her head when the chain hits her face then she turns around to the camera and she's just covered in blood gruesome as fuck straight up rick flair and she doesn't know what to do at this point she's like looking into the like the audience of her friends and family and next thing you know solo comes up and just lights out bitch q-tip or q-tip god damn it Dog Boy picks up the skull and returns it to the fucking stake for the win. Limps over there, spikes it right on the spike. They win. And Juggernauts win. It, it, it's a it's a bloody victory, you know. But a victory all the same. It took on it took him a period and a half, which is like bad. Apparently, anytime any match lasts longer than a few stones, apparently it's bad. Yeah. Sometimes I like that. You like that down to the wire. Yeah, you really do. It's more dramatic that way. But yeah, so they win, and no, no hard feelings. You know, yeah. it's, they respect the game. It's so. like what you would see at any sporting event nowadays, where they like swap jerseys, or swapping out arm guards, or autographing, or taking photos with each other. Yeah, well, sketches like yeah, they got the person. It's nice, though. you know, chiseling it in a rock. It's Flintstone time again. Right. I remember seeing a bird chisel. A yeah, picture. it was great. It popped out of the little Polaroid camera. And so it's party time now, and everybody's partying. And except for Kidda, she's in her tent licking yeah. her wounds. Her mother's like over, like Kidda, you why can't why do you want to fucking be a quick? Just stay on the farm where you're safe. And she's yeah. like, bitch, I was born to be quick. Yeah, I was born to be quick. I'm born to win. You're a bitch. <laughs> I'm peacing out as soon as the sun rises. And I sure, will, and well, no, before that happens, I want to point out. That there's, this is an equal opportunity whore town, too, because not only are they female whores, they're male whores, because we see the, fe- the, w- w- the one other female on the juggernauts, Big Simba, Big Simber. who's got a big mangled up face. She's real tough. And oh, yeah. She's like checking out the dudes. Dudes are like, oh, yeah, you know, trying to look sexy for her and shit. And yeah. Like, you come with me. Grab some <laughs> little twink. Has her way with them. <laughs> <laughs> in true gore fashion, Mabula is like uh, that's that big sim played by Delroy Lindo. Who we we all know There's a lot oh, of stars in this movie, man. A lot of stars in this. And then, like you said, next day, next like, day, we're out, man. We 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 join uh, the Juggernauts. Swa- Swallow. I'm just gonna keep calling him Swallow because I hate Solo. I hate that name. So Swallow is leading his crew to the next dog town. And we've got Dog Boy, and he's hobbling behind him. He's yeah. got he's got, got a nice crutch. crutch there. He's slower than fucking Mabulu in his uh, armoire. It's Gandhi. like Gandhi com- was carrying it. Mabulu's Delroy Lindo. What? What? Mabulu is Delroy Lindo. Gandhi is the old guy. Gandhi was the old guy. Yes. Oh, I could have swore that was Mabulu. No, that's that's the black guy. Is Mabulu? All right. So he's carrying, you know, is going slow, and you just see fucking uh, Joan Chen, Kidda, over the horizon, Her and she's trying to catch up. up like yeah. Rocky. She's, well, yeah, she's got bruises, she's got cut. Oh, and looking great. And she's like, hey, look at that fucking chump there with limping. You need me. Yeah, she really, really hammers him. And Gar's like, uh, no, we're, we're fine. We don't need you. And Dog Boy's feeling the pressure, dude. This is like the NFL, man, where they'll just cut you like that. It is like the NFL. You're right. And and there's no guaranteed money, too. 
and he's like, "Yo, fuck you, bitch! I can walk." And then they walk a little more, and he's like, "Fuck it, I can't walk." Yeah. Uh, uh I lied. I can't his do it. His foot basically falls off, <laughs> and he's like, "Guys, I'm retired." Uh, and John's like, "Hey, I guess he, I'm, I hear you need a quick." And they're like, "Come on, like, come on, we can carry you. This motherfucker can carry an armoire. We can carry you. No, I have too much pride." Yeah, I'm out. I'm I, retired. I enjoyed this. He was just like, just leave me food, leave me water, leave me here. I don't care. And they're like, okay, we respect your wishes. So we watch Swallow just kind of do a little hand thing. He's dropping sand. I was like, what's going on here? And then we cut to fucking Kidda getting prepared. She's got the skull in her they're, hand. They're having a tryout. Now. They're having they're a tryout. Like, so let's see how good you really are, kid. Because we saw some. We we saw your moves yesterday. It was impressive, but yeah. We're a big league fucking team, you know. So we're gonna watch Kidda try to get around these guys, maneuver them, and she's constantly being just like hammered. She's getting hit, she's getting tripped. Swallows telling her, I can see every fake you're trying to move. Your eyes give it all away. At one moment he throws in uh Gandhi, he's like, Get in here, you know, trip her up. She's like, wait, that's cheap. You know, he's not supposed to be. On- you got to have your eyes on the field. You got to count everybody. You got to be accounting for. Everybody. She's like, okay. She takes it with a grain of salt. She's like, I. She know? wants to learn. She's hungry. She. Is she can. She can hungry. tell that Solo knows what he's talking about because he's got the fucking uh, Red City calf. Right, and so this kind of also gives us a little bit more about the game. or seeing like that the Whipper is supposed to kind of protect. Uh, the the quick and so you know they call Gar over protect her and so she does a little better when she's got Gar protecting her and right. Gar of course is the bitch she's not hitting anybody and swallows just like we're all bareheaded man get in here take some cuts no big deal we'll right. all live a, a fucking chain whipping around at seventy miles an hour never hurt anybody right well if you wanna you wanna be at the big leagues that's what you got to do so. They they finish their tryouts. They're like, well, we don't have any other options for quick, so <laughs> yeah. we're bringing her along. Guess you're the quick. Gandhi's too fucking slow. We get right into game two, and uh, next city they finally roll in the next town. Yep, and there there she is, Kidda, starting quick for them. She dives in for the ball. Stone's already started, and she takes an elbow to the face immediately. And it looks like she's done. I think, yeah, I think they do con- concussion protocols on her. That's how serious it was. It was it was rough. Yeah. But apparently they got the co- concussion protocol over soon enough where she's able to jump on the other team's quick, uh, the guy's back, and bring him to the ground. And so they were in slow motion. He's just, like, crawling through the ground, and she is just, like, trying to elbow and punch Isn't him. Isn't he just, he's, like, within inches of putting it on the skull? He's getting so close he's just oh right there fourth and inches people fourth and inches and then she jumps on him and straight up mike tyson's the motherfucker and bites his ear off yeah and apparently all all that you can do that in jogger jogger anything yeah. goes it's, so it's, until the skulls go on uh post it's like anything goes so she spits the ear piece in his face grabs the skull runs back to gar said let's go fast break time yeah so they do a they do a jugger style pick and roll. Oh, He's whipping that fucking thing. This move, it's it, it's the annexation of Puerto Rico right here. It's a beautiful move. I loved it, and it secured the victory. It's a big W for them. It's 
Kida's first win. Well, it's a big W for her. I mean, yeah, for well, yeah. Swallow, it's just another skull. Like, for Swallow, he, it's know. another skull. He swallows another skull. But she's like, yeah, like I finally earned my wings. Like I'm a part of this group. She feels finally like she's a part of this gang. Right. And so, like, after any match, you know, you got to kind of have, like, a post-game. Right. Did they even have a post-game at Yes, because Gandhi was sewing up her wound. She had a slash on her back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, a party for this one. It was just, like, yeah. the kind of... Well, there was a party, but it didn't involve the townsfolk. Yeah, because she... Yeah. Because Gar's, like, there. They're kind of, like, commiserating. And they're like, hey, uh, there's no horrors in town, so do you want to fuck? And he's like, yeah, I could be down with that. So they tried to do some awkward post-jugger oh, fucking. Ju- you're you're jumping ahead. Am I? Yeah. The, this one is just her getting oh. treated. There's so many towns they go into. They, yeah, there is a lot of towns. Okay, uh, yes. Yeah, so she asks, you're right, she asks Gandhi about Salo. She's like, what's yes. his story? Why the fuck? He's like, obviously he's got the calf. Why is he out here in the wastelands? And then Gandhi lets him know, like, Women, I like always. Yeah, you know he fell in love with this woman because he's like you know he, he and he breaks down what the cities are like because yeah. people live the rich, of course, like probably now they're probably building their cities right now as we speak. The rich live underground, like beneath where like I'm assuming radiation or whatever the fuck it killed off a lot of the life. Yeah, on the surface earth. exactly. So they're living high on the hog, and they need entertainment, so they have juggers. And so when you're a jugger in the big city, it's almost like now where. You're one of us, yet you're not one of us. See, what I loved about this is two things in modern times stole from this movie. A, Quidditch, being practical on a field, stolen from Juggers in this movie. They stole that. I've heard a lot of stories about J.K. Rowling's a huge fan of Salute of the Jugger. Yeah, yeah she, she, her whole concept is based on Jugger. She was always at the matches, the old, the old Jugger field. Uh, secondly... What was second to believe? I don't know. I had a second thing here. I'm just going along with what you're saying. Yeah, I know you are. (laughs) What was the second thing I had here? I don't know. Tell me about I thought you wrote it down. No, I didn't write it down. This was coming up in the old (laughs) Grist Skull. This is bad. This is bad uh, time for a podcast because now we're just listening to me think out loud. So we were talking about the big city and like Salo. That was the other thing. Okay. you, you, You know this whole bow and arrow chick? Hollow Games, Hunger Games, Hunger Games, Hunger Games. Yeah, you, the rich class was all like Renaissance and highfalutin types. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's the underground people. Yeah, they so, they do that Renaissance. So who thing. knew that all these young adult writers are just ripping off fucking Blood of Heroes, just ripping straight off this movie. You know, with an eight hundred thousand dollar box office, it doesn't surprise me. Not enough people have seen it. Maybe yeah, they don't make the sense. connection. Right. Well, we did. Uh, yeah. And now you did. So I now did. burn all your fucking Harry Potter books, people. And your Hunger Game books. Especially your Hunger Game books. The first two books are okay. The third book's a little too no, whiny. No, I didn't read any of them. Yeah, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, so we learned, you know, he, he was, you know, when you're a jugger, it's like much like in today's sports, you're, you know, the owners love the players, but you're still not one of us. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he fell in love with one of the, like, you know, rich ladies. And that's elite, verboten. You don't do that. The elites with right. the silks. The silks play a very big role in this. And this dude apparently didn't like it, and he man- he figured out a way to banish Salo, you know, to the surface world. Yeah, no, there's complete segregation thing. So it's like, no, I... Like, know your place, Salo. You might be yeah. big hot shit in your world, but you're not in our world. No, uh, 
a scarred person might be a badass, but they don't belong on our levels. So you can't right. you can't bring them here. Right. You know Tom Brady. So he got exiled. Swallow got exiled for hooking up with an elite person. Right. It happens. So we're going to go back into some more montage of training because uh, Swallow ends the evening telling Kidda, you're pretty okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he doesn't want her to get too cocky. Ex- you know? Yeah. So he's... And Gandhi is telling her, like, that means he thinks you're pretty much the best. Yes. But, you know, he tells her, you need way more practice. So we get the montage of them practicing just going from city to city. Yeah. There's flashes of them practicing in the sunlight, in nature. Of course, as always. Because that's the best way to practice. Praying, you know, eagles flying around. Get that great shot of them. Like, I think we... Got in King of the Kickboxers, too, where they're in front of the setting sun. You setting sun silhouettes. silhouettes. That's exactly what Gotta we Got to have saw. that beautiful. Uh, they're going city to city. Racking just, up the skulls. You just see oh, fucking uh, that, Gandhi going, ha, 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 grabbing those skulls, throwing his arm more. Oh, man. And the, the, the bag's getting bigger and bigger. The flies are getting huge. They're, <laughs> they're like... Just, it's like, it's like fucking they think locusts are coming to town when the, when the juggernauts yeah. show up because there's so many flies. They're the size of, like, fucking kittens at this point. They're just sitting on their shoulders. Well, they're irradiated, so that's why. It, yeah, you know? it's creepy as fuck. It's <laughs> yeah. cool effect, though. I really liked it. Very practical. Yes. So this is where we finally get, like, this party that you were alluding to yeah. where Kidda is just, like, thrilled. She's really fitting in with the team. She's getting to see the world. It's all shit like uh, her mom told her <laughs> yeah, it was. Every city looks like the same. It's, it, it's exactly the same. Um, Rat-infested shitholes, as someone and would say. So she's, like, looking around at this fire, and she's looking at all these little twink guys, and she's like, I could... Fucking yeah, biggest. I felt kind of bad for that one twink. I, I, most of the guys get picked off, and there's that one little twink left, and yeah. everyone's like, she's like, yeah, I don't think so. I want nothing to do with that. And then you cut over to Gar, who's like, he's got this <laughs> super dork vibe to him. I was like, God, don't tell me you're going to fuck Gar. <laughs> sure enough, it cut to their tent. They're fucking. We're trying to fuck. Yeah. Because they just. They got beat the shit out, you know, earlier in the day. So they're like, ah, ooh, well, oh, we, we've talked lumbago. You know? We talked about Kidda's first match where she takes a chain whip <laughs> to the face. That's not like they haven't alluded that. They keep getting beaten down in these right. matches. So they're full of wounds, bruises, and scars, and cuts. Bruise. And mid fuck, Sala just walks in. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I love it when juggers try to fuck each other. Yeah, he's, he's like, just he's just standing over them, watching, like having a good time. And they're just like, "Oh, we're trying to fuck, but we, we oh, it hurts too bad." Yeah, like, I've been there. And so Joan, uh, kid, as she breaks off and she goes up to Solo and she's like, "Tell me about the league, really?" And he's like, "You don't want to know. It's 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 a hellhole. Stay away." Right. We're going to stay out here. This is where we belong. Right. There's yeah. no there's no point in challenging them. We're not good enough. They won't take us. And besides, I'm exiled. They they, they me especially they want to let in. So, um we're going to cut to the next match they have. They're just going to keep carrying on because you, that's they, how we progress. Yeah, as, as as it happens usually, you think it's just another win, another easy, you know, win. And no, fucking Salo gets hit right in the eye with one of those pugil sticks. And it's not good, guys, because he loses an eye. Oh, man. But so, 
it, it, it's vicious. I mean, he has to tie off his eye. It's looking worse. And yet, he's, his motives are kind of starting to take a little bit more of a chaotic approach. Now that he's got these two youngins who are like, we're ready for the league. Yeah. Swallow's starting to think, like, oh, maybe I am ready for the league again. Yeah, he's like, well, they, they're, they're heading north, which is where the uh, Red City is. So they're hitting every town. Every town, I'm assuming every town gets better and better, bigger, bigger, like, you know, teams. That makes sense. And they're working their way up. And the kids, like you said, the kids are hungry. They want it. And he's like, not yet. He's like, we're not, no, we're not going back to there. And and kid is like, wait, we're good enough. No, we're not. And then one day he just says, yeah, we are. Yeah, they're they're just, they go from like a nightfall where it's like he's telling them, no, they're not ready. My take is he just gave in to despair when he was exiled, him and uh, Mabola and Simber. Yeah. And these guys are, these kids are inspiring. He like, they're like pumping them up, man. This is like new well, blood. New, new energy. They They have like one or two scars amongst the both of them. And... When you look at Big Simber and when you look at uh, Magu- Mabulu, they both are just, like, covered in wounds and scars. And Mabulu's so, got, like, fucking four slashes down yeah, his face. And- the makeup of this movie is fucking awesome, I think. I think it all came out looking really gnarly and awesome. And so we learned that any team, no matter how many skulls you got, you can challenge a big league team. Well, they might not accept it, though. They might not accept but you can do it. But you can at least, yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, man. We're going to do it. Yeah. And we hit this fork in the road because Simber and uh, Mabulu are both like, uh, we're both on the wrong side of 23. We look like we're 50 right now because of the scars and the sun damage. But, you know, we're on the wrong side of that. You know, these kids, they might be able but you're still fucking insane for wine. We're not. We can't. We can't. We can't do it. Yeah, we're out, man. We're but really, we're getting too old for this shit. It basically. took. It took watching them walk into the sunset like a minute before they're like, "Well, Gandhi's going," and they're like, "You're going." He's like, "I ain't fucking fighting. I'm just a cut man." <laughs> and he's like, "She's like, I just want to make some money, make some dog skulls." And like you said, then they walk probably. Like, like quarter mile away, and then you see the top of this dune. It's Mabolo and Simber. Like, fuck it. What are we gonna do? You know, yeah. we might as well. So uh, they join in. We get a little camp scene again. Swallows talking about like his time. We learn. Or no, what, this was when they're waiting outside of the the Red City. Yeah, and we but we learned how he became a star. How he yeah. became the fucking Tom Brady of Red City. Yeah, and he's like. I didn't even fucking win my first match. I lasted 26 stones. Yeah. Gar's like, remember when we mentioned 26 stones earlier, guys? Who? Remember? Because Gar's asking me this. He's like, I mean, what's so good about you? What did you do? No one's ever beaten. So you never beat anybody. He's like, well, I lasted 26 stones. He's like, 26? Fuck, we don't even beat people in 26 stones. Like, you must have been some kind of bitch. He's like, whoa, we were the only two survivors ever. Yeah, the whole rest of the team was wiped out. It was just me and, I'm guessing, Mabolo. Yeah. And we lasted 26 stones. We find out that no league team has ever lost a challenge. 
ever. Man. Yeah. They're that damn good. It's like fucking Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. Okay? That It really is. So we finally get admitted into the Red City. And How they, fucking deep do you think the city goes? <laughs> because they actually fall asleep on the elevator ride down. I'll tell you. Because Swallow tells us. Okay. Really deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Really deep. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to guess 46 miles. That's what I'm going to say. 43 miles, you mean? 43 miles. You're right. <laughs> Fucking I, idiot. It's so, idiot. It's so far down that when they're halfway down, it looks like they're in hell. There's actually a devil with flames as they pass by. It's, yeah. I get, I've used this word way too much. It's gnarly. <laughs> so they get down there finally. And they're and, just walking through town. It, it, it's it's so cool. Like I love every aesthetic of this movie. Like I don't know. It move like this episode's moving along like a fucking cake. This whole movie moves along. Like you know, cake. we should have had Melly throw stones at a gong. Like while we were, we going really should have. I've been teaching her to throw, but she's still uh, pretty shitty at it. Because well, she's uh, a dog. Well, when they do the reboot, because every movie gets rebooted, we'll do that. We'll Dude, can you imagine how bad this reboot's going to be? Yeah, the Rock's going to be the quick. And it's like, yeah. what? No, The Rock would be Salo. Yeah, he it would. would. Be Kevin Hart would be the quick. Yeah, Kevin Hart would be the quick. Kumail Nanjiani would be the other quick. <laughs> oh, God. this is. I hate this remake we're building. <laughs> but I also kind of want to see it to see it burn. No, it would probably make $100 million. It would, actually, yeah. So, With, Well, everything has star power in it. Nothing has nobodies. They, they were, right. Even even the fucking animated and like voice acting you movies think, are just star-studded. If, if they could throw like, Captain America and Thor into it, it would be amazing. <laughs> Disney's buying the rights to this as we speak. Oh, boy. So, like, they're going to get some food, and uh, Saul is like, no, I'm going straight, I'm going straight to the uh, top, yeah, going uh, to the joggers. And so Kidda and Jugger, they go there. They yeah, go Kit, to meet. It's like basically the commission of Juggers. Yeah, they have to meet up. Well, she's she. They go straight for uh, the the, the Jugger ring, the arena. Yeah, yeah, the arena. So they're not going to talk to the, like the the props. Well, yeah. yeah, well, I think I think the commission is at the arena. So they first before they first do they they. As they're going in, they like they're going to the locker rooms or some shit, and they see a match in play happening, and they're it's just like fucking ten times faster than anything they've ever seen. It's like nonstop. Yeah, and a man as soon as they get to this great, and it's like in a coliseum, like we usually see our kickboxing underground kickboxing movies in. Right. Yeah, my dream scenario. Yeah, so you're probably yeah. into this big yeah. time. Yeah. Are you into? I, the I under- was taking notes about. I would like okay. that on my. My death, oh, okay. my death arena. What about the underground part? I think you would like to go down <laughs> so far that you take a nap on the way down. <laughs> you go past hell. Yeah, like, I think yeah. you would like that. I would like that. The Matrix borrowed that one, actually. Because the the humans that were alive, they lived like way close to the core. They actually passed hell on their way to... Mm, I don't know. I, it's very I, interesting. Yeah, like I said earlier, I walked out on Matrix 2, yeah. so I know nothing well, about Well, I'm talking it. Matrix 1. Uh, uh, so, So... Kiddo looks in, and they're basically at ground level of the, the, the Coliseum floor. So she actually sees a man, a quick, actually, get his – just the lights knocked out of him. He gets his, like, skull crashed in, basically. And, yeah, they use that Q-tip, and instead of just, like, 
cleaning out his ears, they clean out his fucking brain skulls because he's just his got brain skulls. His brain skulls because okay. he's just got bits of brain leaking out of his nose and shit. He's just yeah, like, I uh... want you to know this was worth it. And Kiddo's like, wait, I, I want this. He's like, you damn right, you want it, kid. Do they do they bump into Gonzo before they? No, okay, because Gonzo's in the match. Okay. But I'm talking before they go to the commission. Do they bump into Gonzo? Yes, they do. Okay, so as they're going to up to the commission, they got the, the match ended. Guys coming out. They're staring at him through like the sewers, and then um, Swallow walks out to confront Gonzo. Meet, like Gonzo, he might be an old teammate, an old rival. We don't know, but there's history, and they were, there's respect. Definitely. You could tell there's so much respect happening here. And fucking Gonzo, he's got a metal plate. He's like fucking chop top. He's got a metal plate where it's showing. Just scar, yeah, chop top scars <laughs> all over his face. Like you can tell that these two come from the same batch of bread and thin loaf of bread and he's like <laughs> okay. uh hey salt's up i thought you were exiled he's like well i'm back baby look at check out this bag of skulls i got i'm i'm, I'm here to take what's mine oh really well that's interesting good yeah. luck with that shit and then they just kind of walk past each other like two boats in the night well gonzo tells him you know i hear it's bad up top but don't fuck with the nine cities. You've got one eye. You're done. You're done, Zoe. Just call it quits. And this is also our first glimpse of the elite class. We see them as, like, everybody's exiting, and they're, like, they applauding, get, and they're renaissance they got, affair. They got their powdered wigs. Um, powdered wigs. They got the shoulder. Do we get, this, we get a shot of Lord Vile? We got Lord Vile, so we yeah. see Lord Vile, I want to point out, this, since this is an Australian production, it's fucking Toe Cutter. A.K.A. Morton Joe. From that Mad was Max. him? Yes. Uh, holy fuck. That's awesome. But he looks all prissy. He looks like fucking uh, uh, Triple H when he was like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes. Like a ponytail. No, you're exactly <laughs> right. When Triple H first debuted, you see, when I caught on to Triple H, he was already like past the royalty phase and he was yeah. on to like this grunge phase kind of thing. But when I saw no, you're perfectly right. He is the royalty guy. You got the silk stockings that go up to the knees, yeah. and the shoes, the, the big coats, buckles, the big buttons on it. You're George Washington, basically. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, they, and he's got like a he's got like a silk scarf, or not a scarf, but like a hanky. He's like, oh dear, no mm-hmm. way! You smashed his and we, brains. We, and we notice like he's like he's he recognizes Salo. There's history between Lord Vile and Salo. I don't think he noticed Swallow. Yes, he does. I he definitely does because I think his woman was the woman that screwed up solid shit. I don't think they see until the next scene when they confront for the challenge. Sure. Because he uh, steps out only to meet with Gonzo, but in the next scene is where we get the whole team, the juggernauts, going to uh confront the challenge and challenging this red city. So they got their bag of skulls because you need to show off, you know, how many skulls you got. Yep. And then they and they're expect inspecting them. You know, they've got they've got all the tools out. They're measuring the skulls. They're looking at the artwork. They're like, yes, this is a Banksy piece. This is pretty like, good. So they got like a, one pile like no good. They throw it on the no good pile, and then yeah. there's a good pile, and they're like, we'll get back to you. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, let's go. Uh, oh, the fucking Montreal Expos. They're not even a fucking jugger team anymore. 
So Gar, bitch that he is, he's like, we're not going to get in because of you, fucking Sal, you one-eyed fuck. Yeah. And he's like, and Sal's playing it cool, but you know, he's seething on the inside. He's like, motherfucker, you wouldn't be anywhere without me and my tutelage. But he plays it cool. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go yeah. take a breather. So Swallow fucks off and Kiddo is just like, Gar, really? Your dick? It's pretty limp. Going with him. So she chases after him like she normally does. And the two of them just have a quick chat. You know, they find like a running little drip of water that, you know, uh, swallows bathing under because they're dirty and, you know, it's the fucking apocalypse. Yeah, we, did we point out this movie is so dark. It's so. And I'm not talking about tone, I'm talking about visually. Very dark di- visually. Lighting, Ver- also, very dusty. Constantly, like Rucker is covered in dust. Yeah, it was weird. Sometimes he would be like covered. Like, was it almost felt like was that a choice? Did he like want to wear the dust because it was almost like in a design? I don't know. That, that's another thing. In a modern movie, that would have been CGI'd, but no, <laughs> this was back in eighty four, eighty nine, eighty nine. So they were like, no, straight up, let's do this. Let's get the effect. I loved it. And I mean, it was so dark that the the Tubi version that we watched—it's free if you want to check it out—with pan and scan, and I didn't barely notice because Dude, the, the bars on the side were barely noticeable. It's that dark a picture. It, it, it is. It's rough how many dark shots there are. And so they decided, well, let's, let's rest up for tomorrow. So there's this thing. It's like a wall with like again Matrix. Bunk. This is straight Matrix. Well, Matrix is straight this. Yes, I know, but this is straight yeah. off. People will know Matrix over this. Uh, the, the line, Not after this gets released. The won't. line of batteries that they introduced to Neo early on in the movie, that's basically their bunk beds in this situation. They weren't like tied into some underwater vessel and had things plunge into them, but it was straight up a vertical wall with bunks hanging out of it. And... Uh, they go to like talk to the uh, innkeeper, I guess you would call him, and Swallow tells them, you know, two bunks, and uh, of course, uh, Kidda says eh, one bunk's okay. We'll say we'll we'll save on the money, but she's eyeing that fucking calf. She's like, I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna get that. You know, you got a calf. You know what you're doing. Actually- yeah. So they head up to. Their bunk, his bunk, her bunk. I don't know whose bunk to claim it as, but they go out to the bunk and they get funk. Do they? I don't they know. fucked. They did fuck? I don't know. I, I well, think. she she was naked, so. Was she naked? Oh, uh, eventually. When, I, just, I always thought they had more of a father-daughter relationship. I don't think they fucked. No, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, you're always thinking people are fucking. Yeah, that's me. That's definitely me. And so we cut to a boy Gonzo, king of the world. And he's at this this buffet they have after the game, and it was like it was like a fucking Komodo dragon that was like cut open with like rice Dude, in it or something. I think that was supposed to be like uh, Komodo meat. <laughs> I guess because you couldn't see uh, like well, this is not a laser disc feature, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Because if it were, you'd be able to see you know, like the features in the rice to make it. But no, I think this was supposed to be Komodo meat. Okay, well, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, and Lord Vile shows up. Oh, Gonzo, uh, are you getting your protein? And you tie your fought a tough match. We need you to keep your muscle tone. He's like, if you know what's, he's like, 
Uh, the, by the way, Gonzo, the council has approved the fight, and you'll be in it. And he's like, I just, I don't do the fucking jump fucking play. I'm like top of the line. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. and I just fucking fought today. I, I, I love that scene. What do you, no, I, I fought today. You challengers, that's great. I'll let the kids do it. And he's like, he's like no, no, you're in it. No, we need you. Oh. He's like, Gonzo, not only do you want, I want you to win. That that sallow character you were talking to, I want you to take his eye and his legs, mm. destroy him, sweep his leg, and he's like, "But that's against the rules. Do it. <laughs> you'll have, you'll be out of Komodo meat." And he's like, "I like Komodo meat. Okay, I'll do it." So the next morning, we get fucking Gar coming. To Gar the- like fucking Christmas morning. He's just like, "We did it. We got Gar! it. Hey, you." Fucking Slog or whatever the fuck his name was Sloth? from Gonzo. What was his name? Sloth? What was I think name? it was Sloth. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's calling out for Kidda and uh Swallow and he's like, Guys, the challenge has been accepted. Oh, by the way, th- sorry for uh calling you a bitch yesterday. It was nothing. But we got accepted. We got accepted. So straight to the fucking arena and everybody's getting their gear on. Fucking Gonzo's gearing up. He's sitting with Lord Vincent. Lord Vincent's like, wait, Lord, Lord Vincent? Vile. Vile. He's like, don't forget. Take him out. Sweep the leg, Gonzo. Gonzo goes over to one of his uh, gladiators, as I like to call him, and tells him, hey, I'm going to sweep this guy's leg. You get to pin him. He's like, we got history. We got respect. I don't. I, I, I've been told to kill him. We're not killing him. Yeah. Just keep him out of the He match. doesn't give him that many. He keeps him in the dark. He's like, just don't worry about it. Just He's, pin him. He said all of what I said with his eyes. Though. There's too much respect there. Game the guy, game. The guy, well, fucking everyone underneath Gonzo knows you don't, you don't besmirch Gonzo. You don't argue with him. So, of course, these are the youngins, man. Gonzo's not supposed to be here. So whatever Gonzo says goes. So... Match starts. Quick, or uh, Kidda is actually kind of nervous about this match. She's like, she should be. She's like, I get murdered yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're in the league, people get murdered because their league is far below the league's league. So yeah, she is understandably nervous about this match. And Swallow gives her the best advice ever. Pain don't hurt. She's like, yeah. Pain don't hurt. Didn't? Why weren't you afraid before? Because I wanted to win. Do you want to win now? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So she's into it. Is that the Roadhouse mantra, pain don't hurt? Is it? Yeah. Wow. Didn't Patrick Swayze say pain don't hurt in Roadhouse? This must have come from here first or something. (laughs) I don't know. I actually think Roadhouse came out first. Yeah, I think Roadhouse was like a couple years. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, pain don't hurt. But yeah, Swallow Swallow knows good advice when he hears it. I mean, that movie technically. He knows especially when he speaks it. Technically, in uh, the scope of this movie, that movie came out like 200 uh, years prior. Something like that. I'd imagine this movie being. He was probably probably chiseled in stone somewhere. Yeah, exactly. He saw. so, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Etched into a dog skull. Because uh, we don't know where the dog skulls came from. They just, we all that's, forgot. That's a good point. So the match starts, and Kidda is getting her ass beat. Everybody's getting their ass beat. But they're 
after like the initial tussle, this is like uh, Stallone and over the top. He's like got his arms so close, and we spend five minutes with him like an inch away from being pinned. And he he can't quite get his hand up to turn his hat backwards to go into overdrive and win the match. So we're just teased that they're about to lose the whole time, and sure enough. But they're still hanging in there. They're they're hanging in there. Like Swallow gets fucking swept under the leg. He gets pinned just like uh, Gonzo alluded to. But we hear this clunk. Oh my god, that was the twenty seventh fucking stone. It's never been done before. So they get to sixty fucking stones just just defending. Like that's all they can do. They can't press them at all. They can just hold them back. But they're doing it. And so word spreads around Red Town. Everybody is coming to this match now. There was nobody at this match before. Everybody's coming down now. Right. Because these, this isn't. These, this, this is, is a like, challenge. Yeah, these are scrub matches. You think nobody they, cares. You think. These are like the prelims. Of like you a think fight. all the low class people would be there to see some murder? No. But no, no one cares. Yeah. That's how low it is. Yeah, really. But this kid. The Chuggers are coming. 60 stone. No one's ever done that. And so everyone gets hyped and they all rush to the arena. And we're basically just counting it together as quit, uh, a kiddo is just taking blow after blow as she blocks and blocks the guy from putting the, the skull on the stake. It's Well, isn't it one of those situations where the guy, he gets the, the other quick, gets the skull, and he's about to score, and she yeah. just grabs on, cling on for de- dear life, and she they, they just kill the clock. They just wind the clock down. Well, what ended up happening was she uh, she tackled him, got in front of him, so she had the stake behind her and had the guy in front of her. And every move he tried to deke her on, she would meet him and like push him back yeah. and like throw an elbow into his throat. The fucking guard. He's doing the best whipping of his life. He's yeah. keeping people at bay. Th- this was the only time Gar has been useful in this movie. He's been phoning it in all move like this whole movie. Every match He's been phoning in it. He's been getting by and every night. Well, the reason he's getting by is because Big Simber is like basically sacrificing herself. She was. You're right. She grabs a dude's leg and like she's taking fucking pummeling. Dude, she's getting 2v1 because Gar is just <laughs> kind of like, like, look at me, guys. I'm swinging it. And she's just, you know, like you said, guarding two people. Ugh. I think I think Gar does make one save where right when they're at about ninety stones, never been done before. <laughs> the 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 defending or the champion quick starts to extend to put the the fucking skull on the stake, and uh, Gar comes through, grabs the guy by you know by his shirt, and just throws him like forty five feet across the arena, and then we hear those last nine or ten stones go, and they're like. Period one over. Air horn. And then we see Lord Vile. He's watching with this woman who I'm going to say is Salo's ex-girlfriend. I think so. That he stole. I think so. I don't think Swallow had a girlfriend, though. I think she just banged her. Well, whatever it did, it really emasculated Lord Vile enough that he kicked... (laughs) Uh, I like so, that you're uh, getting into this theme of being royalty. You called him it. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) it did. Well... He's my subject. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I would treat people. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Like. That's the point. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, there's going to be more carnage. And she's like, I, l- I love heroics. I love the blood of heroes. Oh. 
So that's why we got the blood of heroes in America, guys. That's good. It sounds, it more, a, sounds more dramatic than the salute. So salute of the Juggies is a hard sell. I mean, it's, it, it really is. So, I liked it a lot more, but it is a harder sell. Yeah. Because, you know, we, get, also we hard, have to be spoon-fed here in America. If we see something we don't know, we just don't even investigate. It is harder to remember. But Blood of Heroes is also really hard to remember. It, it sounds like a fucking Seagal movie. It does. It's because it's got three random words put together. Yeah. So that's like, probably why that's they did it. Because they're like, oh, my God, that sounds like a Seagal movie. And so fucking Simba, she's out, dude. She can't, she can't feel her legs. She's like... Uh, I hope this is worth it, guys, because I'm going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life if I survive. <laughs> Gandhi, you're in. What? Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. You know, because he's even inspired by what they did. So yeah. even though God, I'm guessing, I'm going to assume Gandhi, he also was a jogger at one time. Oh, no, he definitely was. And so he knows enough. We got to see him put a little bit of his moves on in the first training montage we had. So we saw that he, he was kind of swift, like... He disguised himself well. Well, he's he's shockingly strong because he can carry an armoire everywhere he goes. I mean, dude, that guy's got like leg he's day got is a core like leg, a motherfucker. And, like and core day is every day <laughs> for him. So like Lord Vile goes to Gonzo for and he's like, I told you to treat the leg, and he's like, Hey, fuck you, man. I respect this guy. We're gonna do it like we always do. Yeah. He, Gonzo gives the coolest speech. I kind of wanted to write the whole thing down, but you know what? You guys do some fucking research. Watch this movie. I seriously love this it's movie. It's free on 2B.com. So. I, I don't know if it's on Blu-ray, but if I ever bought a Blu-ray, it'd be this. If, it, if you find this on Laserdisc, if anyone <laughs> finds this on Laserdisc, let me know because it's going straight to the vault. Straight to the vault. I fucking love this I movie. I think I might turn the vault into a jugger arena. I mean, because our vault goes down about as far as... We have enough room. We've been wondering <laughs> what to do with that with that area. That extra, like, like cave we found? Yeah. yeah that's our jugger that's arena. A, that's going to be a jugger? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And so... But he's sp- like, don't worry, Lord Vile. Second round ain't going to go past yeah. 26 stones. 26 Remember that stones. number, guys. I've bashed in brains. I've bashed in. He gives them all the reinsurances. It's wonderful. I love the little speech he gives here. And then we get to see Swallow giving his advice to his team. And he's like, look, Mabulu, I know you're just coming in cold. You haven't played in like a Gandhi. five years. Gandhi, you're going to do the fish hook. Gandhi, you're going to pin the guy. Quick. Kidda. You're just going to win this. You're going to take it home. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the best. All Everybody here knows you're the best. You're the best. So round two starts. First stone. Dunk. Because it's not a very, like, it's <laughs> yeah, not a, You would think the, the big city would yeah. have this elaborate gong with, like, these polished stones no, or something. No, no. It's no. like a, what do, what do they call it? Reticulated corrugated, steel. Corrugated uh, steel. It's yeah. rusted as all hell. There's <laughs> yeah. one side, one corner that's, like, uh, the nail popped you, on you, it. You need a tetanus shot if you're doing this job. Yeah, yeah. If how you, rusty it is. If you touch that corner of steel, <laughs> you would need a tetanus shot. They're just chucking rocks at it <laughs> to keep time. So so you hear the first tunk. It's so unenthusiastic. Um ow. This thing just ripped a <laughs> hair out of my chin. Uh so we get the second round and Swallow's directions the the whole thing takes place in like five stones. 
Everybody goes out, does his play exactly does as their, planned. Yeah, it's about cooperation and team unity. Uh, Gandhi is a god. Why wasn't this guy playing the whole time? <laughs> because he needed that inspirational speech. He needed it. He needed to be needed. And yeah. he thanked Doug deep, and he found. I know you won't get this reference. I probably won't. Mighty Ducks too. I will not get this. There reference. was. Goldberg, the shitty goalie, they were like, no, don't worry. Huh? The wrestler Goldberg? Yes, the wrestler Goldberg was a little black child. (laughs) They were always putting him in for the whole game, and he was good, but not great. And he'd give up the goals. Wait, there's a black kid named Goldberg. Yes. Okay. And he would give up some goals, and he would save some. You know, he was okay. But then they had this girl that called the cat, and she was the best. But they wouldn't play her the whole game. So finally, for the climax, Goldberg gets injured. He can't, he can't do the shootout, so they put the cat in. And the cat, of course, saves the day. No big deal. Not even a sweat. That's Gandhi. Not even a sweat. He's just like, yep, got it. No big yep. deal. Oh, we're going to beat a challenge for the first time in 80 years? No big deal. So he fucking does the fish hook. Uh, uh, Gandhi comes over, pins the guy. We finally get a cut of Swallow and Gonzo, and they are just going toe-to-toe. You remember this fight at all? Do you want to? Well, like you said, they're just it's uh, back and forth for a while, but then even though he's got one eye, and that eye's not even that good. Yeah. Swallow just digs deep. He finds his chi. He takes, like, a shot off the head, but he uses that momentum to do, like, a 360 and come up with the fucking rib shot that just shatters Gonzo. Takes Gonzo out. So it's wide open, man. And and Joan's like, kid, uh, she's like, he's kind of like, what? She, she's even shocked yeah, by the, it. Like, yeah, the whole juggernauts are like, did we just fucking win? <laughs> just beat the best team in the fucking league? And she's like about to run. He's no, wait, stop. Do it like a player. Moonwalk <laughs> So Kidda just does the slowest, smoothest moonwalk straight. This is how you do This is straight up Barry Sanders. I loved about Barry Sanders because he would just score, and then he would just hand the ball to ref and walk Cal- off. This is what I loved about Calvin, too. This is what's more entertaining for me was when somebody is so good, they're just like, eh. I can do this whenever I want. You know, eh. It's not a big deal. And that's what she does, and she just goes, dip, and puts it right on the spike, and then the crowd goes fucking insane. So, here's where the American version cuts off. Yes. We start to see the credits, but we see in we, the background... Yeah, we see what you guys are seeing. We're not hearing it, though, because we see the people talking to each other. They're, they're like big Simbers hugging everybody. They're hugging her. Like, everyone's high-fiving. The elites love Kidda. They're all surrounding her. And our last glance of the movie in America was... Kidda surrounded by those elites, but then she looks over at Swallow, and you see that kind of like turning point of like, do I want to be with these scarless people or do I want to be with the scar people? It's interesting. Makes you think. More questions. More, questions. more talk. I love it. This was. I'm dead serious. I fucking love this movie. Maybe the European people can tell us if we're right by what we're talking about. Hey, maybe they've you know? played some Jugger themselves and they can help us out a little bit more. I I want to know everything about Jugger. I'd go play some Jugger right now. Uh, but 
I'm banned. I'm too good. Yeah. That's what they told me. I, because, I, of course, they play it everywhere around yeah. here. Yes. Too good. Speaking too good, um, Griff, first of all, R.I.P. Rucker Hauer. That was for you. That episode was for you. Yeah. Because we postponed it. Because What a humble guy he was, by the way. Because he is the star of this movie, and yet he's kind of like giving it up to everybody else, too. They actually said he was it was a very humble actor. Yeah, he was just like, "Hey, it's a, just it's a job like any other. I'm not I'm no more important than anyone else." I I really respect Rucker at this point. I I'm very appreciative of. But Griff, work. um, you know we like our themes. We like our theme months occasionally, and I we came up with a pretty cool theme. I think Griff, you like heavy metal, right? Uh, yeah, I've been known to dabble. I like heavy metal too, and I like to think. Our audience, the coolest people. Not we don't have the large audience. We have the coolest audience. Oh, I that's think for sure. They like heavy metal. You know, but how we the... hear that uh, all of Europe got cooled down it was because of our two episode week that cooled all of Europe down. You hear they had un. un- I didn't hear that crazy heat wave. Yes, I heard about. And then that. we put out two episodes, and now it's back to normal. Well, Europe, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. We and did we're, that. And we're going to make it cooler because we're doing heavy metal month. And by that, I mean we're doing movies that have a metal in the title. And starting out, it's a good one, Griff. Hot off. We were just, just this Saturday we were recording our Great Exterminator 2 episode. Right after that, we went to the lovely Redford Theater and saw Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. It's a great movie. Fucking Didn't great. remember the tits in there, but Yeah, great well, movie. it was a glimpse of tits, so I could see how you would forget. But great. We loved it. And it reminded me, there's a movie... Bruce Lee was going to star. He wrote it, was going to star in it, but, of course, he tragically died. And so his friends, David Carradine and some others, they got together and said, we got to make this for Bruce. Of course, if you you know Bruce Lee, you know this movie. It's called Circle of Iron. Super weird movie, Griff. We're going to have a lot more questions with this movie. I was going to say, it sounds like a challenge. And, yeah, I mean, there's stuff to talk about, definitely. So we're starting out with a bang with some iron. Circle of iron. So... See you next week for that, and keep it warm.